Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the long-awaited season two of the Brown Taboo Project. Per usual, we are spread out over multiple time zones, proving that sometimes things don't change all that much. But we've actually been up to a lot of things. We took some time to uh, focus on ourselves, focus on Sazma, focus on what we can do to improve this podcast for you. And uh, I know it's my honest opinion that uh, I think we did a pretty good job. So we are very excited to fill you in on what we've been up to. Uh, in case you can't tell, this is Shreya. I am coming to you from New York. I haven't really been up to all that much, um, but it's been a pleasure working with the four or sorry, the three of my colleagues over the past year on various presentations we've given. We've traveled around the country, going to different organizations and conferences, and that's been really fun. Uh, and uh, I'm going to pass it on to uh, our very own Trinish Chatterjee in uh, sunny California. Tell hello, us on what hello. you've been up to. Um, I have been, well, I just graduated in May. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. Little baby has his bachelor's degree. I'm very happy and very confused all the time. Me too, Um, dude. (laughs) I guess that's normal. Um, (laughs) It's not actually sunny today. It's been rainy here in San Diego, which is um, very sad. But I do love some cloudy weather. Um, Yeah, and I'm just living my life. Uh, And now to pass it on to my... Lovely sister, Tanya Chatterjee. You just said it in the Thank white you. boy way. What? <laughs> um, it's Tanya Chatterjee. There okay. we go. That's how you have to say it. Um, hi, everyone. It's great to be back. I don't have that many life updates, but um, it's been kind of a whirlwind of a year, and I'm really happy it's ending, and I'm just ready for the next year because, as I keep saying every year, next year is going to be my year. So it's <laughs> 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 nothing. It finally is. Um so I'm just excited. Sazma's been doing a lot of stuff this year, and I'm excited for us to keep moving forward next year and doing more things and traveling and um, just keeping it together. So last but not least, I'm going to pass it on to my sister from another Mr. Sri Sinha. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. It's Sri. I'm hanging out in Denver still. I am... Uh, I guess, yeah, year three now of my PhD. So <laughs> unfortunately, that's not even quite halfway through. <laughs> so that's a whole lot of a lot. But uh, yeah, hanging out in Denver um, and enjoying seeing folks when we are able to get together. We have been able to, over this past year in 2019, we were up in uh, Michigan in January. So we kicked it off with Michigan. We've had some things in Maryland, in the D.C. area, and then also in Jersey had a whole series of workshops out there. So we really got to collaborate with a lot of awesome people this past year. And I think we're all excited to bring you this second season of Brown Taboo Project and think a little bit about what 2020 is going to hold for us and what what all of you are up to all across the world and across the country as well. And shout out to San at University of Michigan and Manavi in New Jersey for uh, really letting us uh, try out some new material with you guys, with you all. Ooh, correction. I appreciate that. Mm. <laughs> I'm trying to, it's it's a hard habit to break. But it I'm is. Trying. It is a hard I'm habit trying. to break. 
Um, but yeah, I feel like we, uh, we really got to work on some interesting workshops and Sri's being very unprofessional. <laughs> <laughs> but what's new? We, we got, we got all of our professionalism out of our system at these, <laughs> at these presentations and now we have none left for this podcast. Mm, we're all just degenerates. I love it. <laughs> it's true. Well, I guess that's it for this <laughs> intro episode. <laughs> um, so actually, uh, well, Sri, you have recently received okay. a very, very cool opportunity, a very well-deserved Tell us your news. Tell us your news. Tell us about it. Tell <laughs> us what's good. Um, Okay, so what happened was I was recently awarded the Minority Fellowship by the APA, which is the American Psychological Association. So um, in terms of being, so, you know, I'm in school for counseling psychology. So in terms of who rules the profession of psychology, APA is that essentially governing body. and this award is actually controlled overall by SAMHSA, which is the, which is not SESMA, very confusing. <laughs> but so SAMHSA is the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. And so they have been administering this minority fellowship for, it's been like 40 years or something. It's actually been around for a long time. Ooh. And what's really cool about it, which I actually didn't know before I got it, ooh, um, is that SAMHSA awards this to a bunch of different professions. So it's not just psychologists, but also psychiatrists and nursing and social work and uh, marriage and family therapists. So all different areas of mental health and and substance abuse. And so every one of those organizations then has their own process for selecting their recipients or their fellows. Um, And I happened to receive one of those uh, through the APA. Which is incredibly Yay. exciting. Yeah, thank you. Super exciting. Yeah. So what, what area did you get it for? Yeah, what it means overall. So being a minority fellow basically is that you are you are dedicated to service of racial and ethnic minority mental health in whatever way that might look for you. Um, and so SESMA is a big part of that for me, for sure. And that's something that I talked about in my application materials and um, Honestly, it has been really a blessing to receive that recognition that um, the work that we're already doing is what is part of being recognized in this way, because it's saying that you're you're someone who's coming up in the field, one of the up and coming psychologists who is really going to be focused on minority mental health. And so that is an incredible blessing and honor and just feels awesome to be recognized in that way. And um, it's a big financial help in terms of the fellowship itself and getting that support because school is unfortunately not cheap and you're very poor for a very long time. Um, and then also just like the networking part of it. And I'm really excited to be able to represent South Asian mental health and, and help bring that more to light and bring that conversation more to folks um, as we're talking about minority mental health at large. Wow. That's awesome. We are so pumped for you. Uh, this is you, this is so well deserved. Mm-hmm. You bring honor to us all. Yes. <laughs> Collectivist culture shout out. 
the grandma from Mulan is just very happy right now. Oh, good. And the cricket, too. The cricket was helpful. (laughs) There you go. So I'm going to go, like, defeat some evil invaders and then, I don't know, maybe get, like, a hot, hunky partner at the end of it. Like, well, why not? We'll see what happens. I'm for it. (laughs) Yeah, we're all here for bisexual Chang. Anyway, moving on. Um, Oh, my God. What a hunk. What a hunk. Also, did y'all see there's actually about to be a new real-life Mulan that comes mm-hmm. out, so I was curious yeah. about how yeah. that's going to go. Because he was definitely the hardest, the hottest cartoon character of all, so. Oh, oh yeah. We've got to find real life to match that. But, yeah. Yeah. Has a lot to live up to, so. So I have one question for you. Do you think that the field that you're studying in right now is um, representatively diverse? No. And like, how do you think it affects the way that like care is given out? Yeah. I mean, mental health overall. So definitely has started as a very white field. And if you're looking at like the history of it, more white men, but then at, it's interesting because at present it's a very, like when you think of a therapist, it's kind of the standard white woman, profession at this point, but you still see a lot of disparities, especially as it comes to leadership and faculty positions. And even though now there are more women in the field, that's not that hasn't necessarily percolated all the way up. And I think that that's a very similar thing thing to how in all terms of diversity, but I guess in this case, as we're specifically talking about racial ethnic diversity, um, where there is definitely way more interest and people who are studying who are South Asian or from any other different background, but it's like not necessarily proliferated all the way through. So I think that there is more representation and more mindfulness and certainly more like multicultural awareness, but it's not reflective of the actual U.S. population and it's not reflective of there's still a disparity in terms of how many people are coming through and getting degrees and then also who's like coming up into leadership and um, leading all of these different like large directives and policy things and, and whatnot. So I don't, I don't know off the top of my head, the exact numbers on like how that disparity looks, but uh, I think that's why awards like this exist is to really try to focus on, um, on where those needs are. And you don't actually, you don't have to be Brown yourself in order to get this fellowship, but most people are, and I think that's part of just like you're going to be more interested in serving your community or the communities you come from um, mm-hmm. somewhat inherently. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow, that's awesome. And it's really cool that like you of all people are like helping. So the evil enemies that you're fighting is not the Huns, but it's the um, the white patriarchy. <laughs> that is very true. Very, very true. And I will totally, absolutely take on that battle um, <laughs> happily. Yeah. I think, honestly, it's like such a testament to me of the fact that you can do grassroots shit and it work and it be meaningful. And like this whole project for us has been such a ragtag, like figure it the fuck out as we go. Um, Another, I guess, update to share with our listeners overall is that something else that we've done in the past year is we've officially registered as an LLC 
which is cool. Yes. Like, ah. Now the four of us are small business owners. Ah. <laughs> we should change our handles to at Sasma LLC. <laughs> make it remind everyone. Mm-hmm. Make it official. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Our handles are still <laughs> the same thing. So what these? <laughs> and I think a big part of that is that it was like it snuck up on us in so many ways that slowly we started getting more gigs and getting more gigs that were paid and then started getting paid gigs that were paid like more than just the cost it was to attend there. Like we weren't losing money to go places and finally getting to the part where we're like, shit, like we're, we're like four or five years into this now. And we're like, we're, we're kind of, kind of making it. Yeah. <laughs> we got to like figure it out. And so just that part as well of we're all, None of us have a business background. We're all trying to figure stuff out. And, you know, we all have our own areas of interest and whatever that we bring to it. But that together there is a need and we are helping in our own small ways, like address that need and bring community together around these issues. And it's it's really cool to see that even though, you know, I guess at this point I have a master's degree in psych, but like even though technically we don't have all of these fancy credentials quite yet that it's being recognized as like we are doing important work to address minority mental health as a organization and bring those conversations to light. And so that feels pretty cool to be like, yeah, the shit you're doing, even if it's not an official fancy, you know, part of the establishment kind of thing, like you're still doing good work that's seen and that's recognized. Totally. I think it's been also been very gratifying over the past year as we've done, you know, these various conferences and and workshops and such to like show up somewhere and in front of a crowd of just a few people to, you know, like 50, 60 people. And like we give a slideshow presentation or something. And then all of a sudden people are sharing their stories like really, you know, sometimes intense very intimate, very vulnerable stories about, you know, divorce and and grappling with their sexual identity and, you know, their relationship with their parents and and uncertainty about their future and, and all these things. And and it's so um, humbling, really, to, you know, do this kind of work and have have you all trust us enough yeah. to to open up um to that extent and you know like you said this this all started as just like an email thread like we were, <laughs> i think i got was, a facebook message or whatever <laughs> facebook message email <laughs> it was just so informal and like just like something we were interested in but had no idea what we were doing and now it's kind of blossomed into this and it's it's really lovely it's really really mm-hmm. lovely yeah. and mm-hmm. delightful <laughs> I think one of the things that like almost at every single workshop, um, it always is something that I, you know, kind of come to realize and it it never gets old is this like like you were saying, Sria, of um we all have these common experiences and they're not going away, you know, like you hear something, you hear someone say something and maybe you didn't experience that exact same thing, but you experienced something close enough where you're like, oh, shit, that was my life, too. Like, I had that conversation with my parents, or Mm -hmm. I felt that way when some other situation happened to me. And I think Mm -hmm. that's the 
the bond that we keep experiencing. And I think that is also really humbling because mm-hmm. it it feels like, you know, we're able to provide a space where people can come together and they can share those shared experiences. And I think I hope that what I always feel is what other people feel, that you're not alone in this, you know, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. as you know, I'm 30 years old now. But that doesn't mean that I you know, magically have stopped experiencing all the things that we have been experiencing yeah. growing up. Right. Like I am technically an adult but like let's be real (laughs) (laughs) it's been 12 years of being an adult and now finally feel like you're an adult (laughs) like but you know like there's certain pressures and things like that in the community that don't go away and there's no magical age of oh you turn 18 you're an adult now you're independent so you know these issues won't bother you or you've you know hit a new decade and these issues won't bother you they just take on different forms (laughs) you know um so yeah, it's it's just nice to see that that companionship and togetherness still exists even at least in this phase of my life. Yeah. Mhm. 100%. I think one quick note on that as well is just like this is the part where we really want to hear from all of you, all of you who are spending your time deciding to listen to us at whatever frequency you want to do Thank that. Thank you. Yeah, but um let us know about any things that you have on your mind, whether that's through a message or like we love to have people on as guests, as you all know, or, um, you know, we've we've actually had some people reach out through like Instagram as well as Facebook Messenger, as well as emailing us and through the website, just all these different ways of getting connected and kind of telling us what you want us to talk about, what you'd like to hear, what's kind of on your mind, thinking about anyone in particular that, um, if you want to share your story and whether that's through a recorded clip or having you on and have us come out, you know, we've, we've had a lot of people from a lot of different corners of the U S who have reached out and asked for workshops and asked for presentations or kind of consultation and resources and just connecting. So that's, that's definitely the, the theme overall in terms of SESMA of like, we're not only talking about how we can take, sexual health and mental health and identity and connect all of those things together because we know that they are connected, but then also ultimately that being a force of how we as the Americans, how we as South Asian Americans are dealing with this life. And that means connecting to one another. So mm-hmm. we appreciate you being willing to be a part of that journey and we really want to hear from you. So please do that. So um I think that kind of concludes our opening intro episode. We have a lot of really interesting content slated up for season two, and we're super excited to be able to share it with you. Um, I don't know about y'all, but I love to talk. So like, I'm really happy that we get, are recording these. Um, and y'all will have to hear my voice, unfortunately. All right. So if you want to hear more of our voices and see more of our faces and all the cool things we're up to this year, uh, make sure you follow us on Instagram and on Facebook. We're at South Asian SMH. Um, not for shake your head, but um, sexual health, mental health, all that good stuff. South Asian SMH. And of course, you can find out more information about our workshops and all the other cool things that we're doing um, on our website, www.sasma.org. That's S-S-A- Okay, let me just do it again. Let me just do it again. Okay.
You can also find our website at www.sasma.org. That's S-A-S-M-H-A dot org. And email us, southasiansexualhealth at gmail.com. And, yeah, get in touch. We're super excited. And cut. Okay. 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 That was one down. Okay. Let me stop this.